Hey, my name is Jarrett Stevens, and I'm one of the lead pastors here at Soul City Church, and I'm so glad that you are with us this weekend, or if you're watching online, uh, we're kicking off a brand new teaching series, one that we love to do every year called Voices. Every year, Gene and I ask God who it is that he would want to bring to speak into our church for where we're at and for where he's leading us. And we've been blown away by the amazing voices that God has brought to Soul City Church. And this year is no exception. I'm so excited about who God has brought for our church this summer. And what's really fun is we get to kick off our Voices series with a local boy of sorts, uh, my friend Mark Sanchez. So you can welcome Mark Sanchez. Clap for Mark Sanchez. He's not even there. Clap for him and welcome him. Uh, but we're glad to have you, Mark. Good to, good to have you here. Appreciate you uh, having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can feel the love of all the people yeah, right now nice. through this screen. <laughs> clapping for you. That's Calm right. Calm down. <laughs> so Mark is actually uh, plays for the Chicago Bears, quarterback with the Chicago Bears, and just came into town recently. A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. So we get to welcome uh, Mark to Chicago to, in our opinion, the greatest team in the history of the world. And so we're so glad to, uh, to have you here. I, I, I would love for you to share a little bit of your story, a little sure. bit uh, about growing up. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Southern California, born in Long Beach, uh, grew up in Orange County, Rancho Santa Margarita, Mission Viejo. Okay, so you're a SoCal guy. SoCal. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm a NorCal guy. I know. You're Southern Oregon is what you are. Southern Oregon is what I am? Oh, I see. Okay. Well. North of L.A., really north of the 55. Yeah, that's really where it, yeah, who know, who cares what happens up there? Exactly. All right. Well, we'll see if we can get through this without any California tension. You know what? California love. California we'll, love. We'll that's California exactly love. right. All right. So you grew up in Southern California uh, playing sports. Is that something? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I have two older brothers, and they played baseball, basketball, football. I played karate, did soccer. I mean, everything I could do. And everything was to not just compete necessarily against them, but in our office was all their trophies. So and yeah, was, you grew because your brother's a little bit older. Yeah, than you. so they're uh, four, my oldest brother's fourteen years older than me, and my middle brother's eight years older than me. Okay, so you grew considerable up considerable gap, kind of looking at all their trophies sure. on the wall. That's and right. That, that was some motivation for you. you oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it was all Brandon and Nick, Brandon and Nick, okay. first place this and finalist that. You get some that. markup on that shelf. Hundred percent. That was really <laughs> awesome. where everything came from, and. Um, you know, we're competitive. My dad raised us tough, and uh, my mom was the, the comforter and yeah. uh, solid faith rock in the family. And so yeah. um, that's kind of where it all started. Awesome. So you grew up playing sports, but and football in the mix. Sure. Not always so, but in the mix for you. Always in the kid. mix, even as a young kid. Okay. And uh, as I grew older, you know, getting into junior high, high school, the other sports were just kind of... A break from football, you it's know, like and buying time to exactly until August, and then my right. time clock went off, and it was like it was time for football. And when did that happen for you? When did when did you know, man, football is the thing I love? I didn't know necessarily football maybe till high school, sophomore year of high school. I transferred high schools, and there was a big stink in the paper about losing this great talent from one school, and I'm going to another school, and I remember hearing that kind of stuff, and it was. I mean, it wasn't like a scandal, but at the time it felt like a lot of unneeded attention and, right. you know, unwarranted just, attention. I was like, football. yeah, I'm trying to play ball. And, right, but people um, noticed that you had People noticed. And yeah. so it was, it kind of woke me up to, I got not just something to prove, but I got people to prove right. I mean, right. these people think I'm something. Right. You know, I better get working. Not that I hadn't before, but it just right. kind of, something went off in my head that yeah. that was this is going to be something special. And so I had, uh, after my junior year, I'd received a bunch of offers. I remember one of my first offers was from Stanford. 
And so my dad was just like, good, done. Awesome. Like, yes, we're you know, this is great. It. Just sign and yeah. we're done, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then it became, you know, even before high school, he, he took me to a quarterback coach and said, listen, I play catch with my son. I feel like he can throw the ball pretty well, but what do you think? You've yeah. seen thousands of kids grow up. You've seen right. kids at this age excel to greater levels all the way to the NFL. He had put two kids into the NFL. Wow. And so this coach, Bob Johnson, basically told my dad, unbeknownst to me at the time, this kid's pretty good. Like he can play, he's, he's a natural at it. Yeah. He throws the ball really well. He's got decent feet so right. far. I mean, you might want to keep working at this. This yeah. is something. Stay with it. Yeah, so. no doubt. So, and my dad wanted to make sure before he, you know, wanted yeah. to spend all his time and energy right. and be that dad that's right. just like my kids, you know, right, the right, all-star. Right. So it was, um, that's kind of where it all started. And um, from there it, it took off. But I played baseball and basketball in high yeah. school. And uh, I remember you telling the story that when you were, what, nine, eight or nine or ten or something like yeah. that, you were with your mom and you had like an epiphany moment. You didn't sure. know exactly what it was, but no, you it knew was, the direction. It was a life. very broad scope of sure. what I wanted. And I remember she, um, uh, her and my, my dad had split up. She was living, um, she was actually renting a room in La Palma, California, working at a tutor time and has always worked around kids, whether it's driving the bus for the local church school, mm-hmm. doing vacation Bible study for the local right. church school, all that kind of stuff, right. tutor time, all that. Um, we're walking back from her uh, work along like this, kind of like a riverbed, one of those cement, like yeah. LA looking riverbeds. Yeah, yeah like yeah. aqueduct thing. And so uh, there's the wet cement and we kind of take the shortcut through the riverbed thing and we're going back to her place and you know we write our initials in there and that kind of thing. And I just remember telling her at that moment, I said, mom, I'm, I wanna play sports forever. Forever. And she was just like, what? I was like, well, I don't want to get a real job. And part of it was we went to tutor time all day with all these kids screaming yeah. and crying. You and saw her real crazy. job. Yeah, I was just like, whoa. Yeah, no thanks. You know, and, and I just, you know, see people get up and go to work, and everybody talks about, like, oh, work. And it sounds hard, and it sounds right. terrible. And I was like, I want to be at recess forever. I want to play ball forever. I want to play as my job. Exactly. And yeah. I just told her, I was like, I'm going to play sports forever. And she's like, okay. okay. Like, that's great. Well, and here you are. Exactly. Still playing. Exactly. Nine Probably years later in the NFL. Awesome. So it's, uh, oh, that's cool. I didn't know it was going to be NFL, but yeah. I'm glad it has been. Lots of little things along the way, affirmations and confirmations that this is exactly. the direction. Exactly right. So tell us a little bit about your faith story mm-hmm. and what God has been to you as a kid, as you grew up, and sure. even now. To kind of let us in yeah, on, I think on that. Hitting the the first time in my first real encounter with God and the Holy Spirit or whatever you feel the first time, whether it's at Soul City for the first time or wherever you felt it. And I think no matter who you are, it kind of hits you hard and you'll never forget that experience. Mm. And it was Easter Sunday, Raw Reese at uh, Calvary Chapel. And I was probably seven or eight years old. And I remember people going up and dedicating their lives to God and yeah. being saved. And I just, I remember tugging at my mom saying, hey, I want that. I want to do that. That's awesome. And not like go on stage and play guitar or anything no, or whatever's going on. I was like, I want what I want that. And yeah. she was like, are you sure? Like, I don't know if you know what that means. I was like, no, 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 I want that. And so we went up and I got saved and it was At a uh, young age, a really young age. Yeah. yeah. And so my mom had always had scriptures everywhere and was always reading the Bible, yeah, sending me to, oh yeah, she's the been the rock. Yeah. And so, um, always had something positive to say. So it started there and then it became, you know, I was in uh, church groups as um, junior high, high school, yeah. that kind of thing. Then high school, my 
early career or football career starts taking off. Mm. Then I get to college, I'm finally on my own, mm-hmm. and things really fall into place. I mean, yeah. I was fortunate and blessed to be on good teams. I worked hard. I had that mentality instilled in me since I was young to work hard and outwork other people and compete um, and win. And we yeah. did that a lot. And yeah. we were really good yeah. at USC, and it was a ball. Yeah. Then. Boom, after one and a half year, not even a half year of playing, it was 16 games total. I'm in the NFL draft, training for the combine, finishing one class at school so I could graduate on time. You know, my parents were like, if you're going, if you're going to declare early, you need to finish school. You're not doing the come back to school thing right, right, right. after your rookie year because that's never going to happen. Right, right, never happens. And at the time, I was so upset because I would literally drive back and forth from workouts to class, workouts to class, and yeah. it was it was an intense time. But it yeah. just things were still trending in the yeah. right direction. Things were taking off, and now it's I'm my own person. Especially yeah. when I got drafted, now I was really on my well, own. And you're, now like, I'm financially you're kind of the man, independent. Like, oh yeah, yeah, things are right, right. Of things course, and people are telling place. you, yeah, right. You're that. awesome. You're amazing. Exactly. So, so what happens to God in the midst of all of that? Noise? No doubt, you're just. You're so blessed, and I, we talked about this yeah. too. You you get put on this pedestal, and you worship the pedestal, not the person who put you there. Mm-hmm. You know, you you lose connection with the blesser and get distracted by the blessings. And so every problem I had, I could quickly fix because I had enough money, or I had enough time, or, or I had someone to handle it exactly, and, around, and it right. just changed. So we were back to back AFC championships uh, appearances on this incredible high. And really, those first two years were an unrealistic view mm-hmm. at this league yeah. and what it is and yeah. how humbling it can be. Right. Um, but everything at that point was kind of yeah, up everything to the right was, for you, right? Yeah, it was going, trending in the right direction, everything. And not that everything since has just been awful. No, you but know, in like, that season, yeah, but right. for me, the, the expectation was, yeah. okay, well, next year we're going to the Super Bowl. That's the next step. Right. Well, things change, uh, personnel changes, coaching changes, all those kind of things happen. I ended up getting hurt two years after that, missed the whole season. Then I'm released, and I'm no longer a Jet. And that was, you know, to me it was like I played at USC. We won a Rose Bowl. I got drafted fifth overall. Now I'm playing for the Jets. We're going to win multiple Super Bowls here. I'm going to be here for my entire career. And things are going to be great. I'll meet somebody, have kids later on, and then raise my kids to play for the Jets. You know what I mean? Like it was just perfect. So when things start for you not keep going up and to the right, when you have challenges, setbacks, the faith that you had as a kid that you were had kind of lost sure. touch of through college, where is it at this point? At that point, it was um, somewhere way deep down, maybe in yeah. my pinky toe. Yeah, or right. You so, know? I mean, God was kind of I mean, out of the picture for you. Pull it up, you know? Yeah. And listen, I would go to church or I'd listen to a sermon here and there or I'd, sure. my mom would send me a gospel song or something, sure. but it wasn't a part of really who I was. It wasn't a part of my routine. And my life was playing ball, yeah. trying to win games, figuring out how to fix this situation that I was in. And boom, then I moved on to Philly and got closer with our team pastor there, started doing Bible study there, you know, went to a professional athlete outreach conference yeah. um, and started to put all these things into perspective yeah. and understand where I was at in my journey, not just career, but life yeah. and faith and yeah. what all this looked like. Bigger than football. Bigger than football. And that was the first time I really looked at anything like that, but I still didn't want to admit it. Sure. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I go through quickly the Philly to Denver to Dallas all in yeah, that one was a big, yeah, that was a season. Big, yep. And that's where... When we talked about the verse that totally hit me last year in a Bible study was when Jacob has a dream about the ladder to heaven and connecting yourself 
to the blesser and not just the blessings. Yeah. And, um, you know, Denver was my chance to come back and that's everything I wanted and it didn't right. work out. Right. So now what? The most yeah. important thing you do is what you do now. Like yeah. that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And, um, I think last year was a great experience for me to help a young kid to change my role. So that's really cool. So you had a chance to actually kind of mentor a young quarterback right. in Dallas. And this was a kind of a turnaround season for you, um, not just professionally, right. I mean, but mentally and more importantly, spiritually for you. This is a time where you really began to, from Denver to Dallas, make your relationship with God your own. Right. That it wasn't about religion. It wasn't about, sure. it was how do I have a relationship with God in the context of this life? Of, of everything going on. Everything going on. Being right. a professional athlete, the travel, all the stuff that comes with that. Right. And that was, that sounds like for these last couple of years have been a real shift to it being a personal relationship that you have with God that doesn't go away when things get rough or when things get great. Right. That's there constantly, like yeah. you said, and, um, going through that adversity and career altering, what seemed life altering. Sure, at the time. Experiences, there's nothing that can prepare you for it. Um, and there's nothing better for it in the time than your relationship with God and your family and people that are gonna support you. Yeah. And they're the same people there, you know, like I said, when we talked about the highest highs and the lowest lows, there's a lot of people around when you're back-to-back -back AFC championships. Sure. And my family's there. There's not as many people around <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you're, yeah, you're backing up in Dallas, you're, right. you're injured, you know, right. you're uh, mentoring a young Dak Prescott who has an incredible year. Like that yeah. was, that was hard for me to watch somebody else play, but it's like check your baggage yeah. as soon as you walk in that building, yeah. be the right example. You went through that situation yeah. and you had Someone a Mark Brunel, a solid yeah. Christian guy help yeah. me. Yeah. And that's my role right now. Yeah. After that, I'll figure it out, but yeah. I'm going to need to focus on something and focus on where I'm at spiritually yeah. with my relationship with God. And so that's kind of so where it was. I would love to talk for a second about that because, you know, you are someone who's chosen to follow Jesus, to have a relationship with him in an industry, a, right. a context where it's not always easy to do so, where there's all kinds of opportunities to sure choose otherwise. And there's lots of folks who are part of our church or who are watching this that would say the same thing, different context, exactly. but in their business and their office, it's not the cool even thing. in their family. Yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's hard. It's right. a challenge at times, definitely to be faithful to God and to follow God. What have you learned about that? How, how, how have you sort of, how are you finding your way to follow God right. when it's not easy? I think it's, um, becomes part of one, your routine, it has to be in your thoughts that become, you know, your words and then your actions. And then um, before any of that, definitely not perfect. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, oh, well, you follow Jesus. So you're you like this perfect guy, whether right. it's um, I mean, you name it. I've seen it, been around it, right. engaged in it, all right. those kind of things. Right. And so that's not like some oh yeah, I do it all right. And I've been the perfect example always, right. um, especially during those times of great elation and success. Sure. I mean, there's cause to celebrate. So sure. you do that yeah, in right, right. Uh, ways that you don't talk about in church. So, <laughs> really? Uh, exactly. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's grown, it's been there for me, and now it's recognizing it, uh, grabbing it, making it my own, yeah. personalizing it. Yeah. And 
this thing is bigger than football. This life is bigger than football. It's the relationships you can make, whether it's with Dak Prescott or some kid at the Boys and Girls Club in Philly or the pastor in Philly or Miles or yourself or, you know, all these relationships I've made have strengthened my relationship with God. And so hopefully I'm doing that to other people. Hopefully I'm using the pedestal for the right reasons, not worshiping the pedestal, but worshiping the person who put me on the pedestal and, um, and trying to set that good example. And like I said, it's not perfect. Yeah, no, of course. But what it sounds like is that what you're figuring out, what you're growing in is how to have a very real, very personal, and hear this in the right way, kind of small and intimate relationship with God that can weather whatever big things come, either big success, big failure. That it's like, if I got this core thing right, I can weather all of these things, whatever may come at me. In fact, that's how I will weather it is my relationship with God. And it seems like that really is something that, that you're not perfect, but right. figuring out right now. In this oh, season. no doubt. That's been these last couple of years of, you know, that wandering yeah, period right. of finding yourself or, um, yeah, or forgetting God or for, yeah. And then, no doubt. Yeah. And understanding it's not just the career. There's things in life that happen, yeah, whether yeah. it's financial or my son or right. uh, my mom's health at a time was, you know, fairly recently, you know, in yeah, jeopardy. And all these so, things you have no control over. I mean, like we talked about before, even the interview, I remember when I would have a bad test or a girl breaks your heart in high school and my dad's like, if that's the worst thing that happens to you, buddy, You're doing all right. everything's going to be gravy, yeah, right, you know, right, don't right. worry about it. Right, and right. Um, yeah, life has a way life of hits you. Up, up in the scales. No and doubt. The, yeah, that's right. No a doubt. Bit. So I, that's interesting because I want to talk about that for a little bit. The you know, you deal with wins and losses. I mean, that's kind of been your life since, you know, football became your thing in high school. It became so clear this is it. I mean, you kind of have this ledger of wins and losses. And a lot of people, um, you know, kind of that determines sort of where you go and how you get there in your field. And now for these last nine seasons in the NFL, not only do you deal with wins and losses, but you have people who talk about them on national television <laughs> yeah. and have their opinions about right. why or how you got there, or about sure. you, or they write about them in articles or they blog about it or they tweet about it. I mean, so I want to talk for a second about how you deal with failure, how you deal with losses. Obviously, keeping in mind that you, when you deal with it, everyone else seems to have an opinion about it. Right. So I'd love to hear from you. How do yeah. you deal with failure? How do you deal with loss and still keep moving forward and still keep going? It was at, like we talked about, from USC to the NFL, everything was on such an, uh, a positive trend that it was binary mm-hmm. or black and white, win or lose. Win, good. Loss, bad. Mm-hmm. You win, everything's great. Life goes on. It's perfect. The sun's going to come up. I'm positive. Everything. Right. You lose, it's like, you know, your girlfriend's ugly. You hate your dog. The food right. sucks. Like everything's it's just, it's bad. Like a, it's like a country bad. western song. Right. Like everything, all of a sudden, instantly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, understanding how to adjust that and change your perspective, especially in life, it's not always win and lose. Right. It's not. It's understanding your position. It's understanding what's really important, and um, that's that's really what it's become. And so being able to block those things out. We, uh, I was fortunate enough to be with Coach Garrett last year in Dallas, and he was so good on Monday and Tuesday of reframing mm-hmm. the way we think about each week. And he would mm-hmm. remind us that there's going to be 
he would call them the talking heads on TV, the prognosticators who write the history of the NFL in sure. one weekend. Sure. And if you win opening weekend, you're, you got a shot to win the Super Bowl. Right. If you lose opening weekend, you might as well pack it in right. and cancel the rest of your season. And right. so he reminded us of how sensationalized the media is. There's no mediocre, there's no eight and eight. Even if you are eight and eight, it's either right. best or worst. Right. And I'd experienced some of that in New York, but it just became so real in life. And all these things had set me up to handle everything I've gone through personally um, and career-wise. So um, I think I've understood that the positive outlook and the positive self-talk, the constant prayer, um, constantly understanding like the the old adage that you don't know what your future holds, you know who holds the future. Yeah. You know, little things like that, they sound like, oh yeah, I mean, they sound and they sound cheesy, cheesy like, right, okay, right. popsicle they, stick guy. Right, like, right, right, but, but their perspective it's, it's true, it's 100% true. And yeah. um, I've seen that more than anything with, with my little guy, with Daniel, and um, eight this month old, son, and yeah, yeah this is my son. son so cute. he's, um, he's just changed my whole focus and what I'm mm -hmm. playing for, because there were times when when Denver doesn't work out and I'm in Dallas helping Dak play and getting somebody else ready to play, I'm like, this isn't me. This right. isn't what I signed up for. I didn't. And I remember talking to my dad about it. I remember praying about it. And it was just, my dad's like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to quit because things don't go your way. Right. Things goes, are a little tough. He goes, what are you going to tell your son mm. when things get tough, when he sprains his ankle, when he, mm. whatever, gets chicken pox? Right. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, you know, like things are going to happen yeah. and you have to persevere. That's who you are. That's what yeah. you do. No matter what, whether yeah. it's life or football or anything, he's like, yeah. you have an example to set now. This is bigger than just you, bud. And yeah. so it, keeps coming back to it was, oh, no doubt, football, bigger, bigger than, than all this stuff that you thought. Yeah. And, um, and God's bigger than all this stuff. Of course, obviously. And so bigger than your biggest fears, bigger right. than your biggest worries and anxiety yeah. and all that. So I think um, that's, that's really what it's come to. It's not yeah. just, like we said, binary. Yeah. It's more than that. It's bigger, it's broader, that's and awesome. you can affect a lot of people. And so that's kind of where, like when you asked me to talk, it's, those are that's hard for me to it's easy for me to do an interview but to right. do something like this it's yeah, like up, oh well this story. guy's perfect and i'm like dude i don't have it all together i don't know if i could do that and right. so i feel like that's better that's the way to connect to right. people that are similar more similar than you think i don't right. have it all together right. sometimes i look like i do sometimes you know well, it, it seems like that sure, so from a distance not that easy but yeah 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 well i'm just saying from on our end to go oh this guy's got it all got it all right, right, right. figured out sure but yeah, you've been, I mean, since we started talking, you're like, dude, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not perfect. Right. But I do appreciate what you just said, though, that for you, it's a perspective shift to go, God, it's bigger than this moment. Right. God is bigger than this circumstance. And it's going to get better. And it's yeah, going he's to be going great. to take care of me. Yeah. He's going to be faithful. We're going to be 100%. okay. It may not be what I thought. It may not be right. what I planned. It may not be where I thought I'd be. Right, exactly. But I'll be with God. That's and right. that, I mean, that really, it sounds simple to say. But when you're in the trenches, I mean, that takes some work to be able to say, God, I believe. It's heavy. Yeah, I believe that there, there's more here than what I see right in front of no me. Doubt. So I'd love to hear from you, Mark, like what that looks like then for you on a daily basis or regular basis. I mean, your life is, you know, you work on Sundays typically. Right, I mean, right. So it's not like you go to church regularly. So there's some things that you've had to adjust. So what does it mean for you to to have a relationship with God on kind of a, a regular or a daily right. basis? What are some of the practices that you put into play? I think uh, part of it is developing your routine, like you said. So in the morning, as soon as I wake up, um, 
the best days I have and I try and string as many as I can together. It's like flossing sometimes, right? <laughs> like it's, you're just like, oh, I have to do this, but you're so much better for it. For it, yeah. Uh, is just read a devotional. And uh, I've done the Jesus Calling. It's Sarah Young, yeah, I Jesus think. Calling's so a great They have the morning and evening yep. one. So you'll get up in the morning kind of first thing. First thing. As often or as, as best often you can. As often as best right. I can. And start your day there. Again, that's a perspective shifter. Right. It shifts your perspective. And so I did uh, what I found... I liked better is actually having the Bible there. So like the one on your phone, I've, I've used that before yeah. and it gives you the verses there, yeah. but I feel, I don't know, like I'm actually doing something when you actually open yeah. a physical Bible. And I know physical books aren't that cool anymore, but <laughs> um, some people are into them. Right. Right. So right. I just, one, it helps you remember the books in the Bible. Like yeah. it's, I saw that was pretty cool in church when you said page such and such, oh, yeah, but I was in a different so Bible. I right, get it. It doesn't work on your, yeah. I don't, your mileage. But <laughs> I just would Bibles. like, that was like an, another reason. Like you hear people say the church is and it's hypocritical. It's this and that, all these negative things. It's also like embarrassing going and not knowing where knowing the where books are, you know? Right. So that was kind of like well, a That is one of the things I that. noticed about you when you first came to Soul City was, I mean, you, this Bible has seen some action. No doubt. So, you, so to you, <laughs> it's, a little it's, bit it's, of, a little, it's a yeah. little uh, Old sticker weary. from my mom. Yeah, I got it from my I mean, mom. That's awesome. 2001. So for you, it's so, yeah. having a chance to kind of engage with God, yeah. connect with him in the morning. What else? What and then what does that mean for my day? What does that mean for my family, for my boy, for anything? going on how is this one really connecting with what's going on or is this something about the past potentially in the future so like really trying to, to yeah like through this thing maybe it's talk, for today or, maybe it's for something have else. a conversation yeah. with god and, and open it up the right way and then yeah. finishing the day with that sundays when we're when i'm home i'm either at mariners at the rock or right. Out in uh, yeah in yeah. southern california or Great soul churches. city here yeah. um watching stuff online yeah. but then the other thing too is especially during the season like you can do the morning and night thing and sometimes, like I said, it becomes brushing your teeth or flossing or right. whatever, something right. that not necessarily you don't want to do, but it kind of becomes monotonous. Sure. And everything I've read in any of these, not self-help books, but these books talking about uh, the, the mind within sport, the game yeah. within games, yeah. talking about getting uncomfortable. And so you got to get uncomfortable and associate with people maybe you wouldn't necessarily associate with on the team that are going to Bible studies. You have yeah. to ask those questions because... I mean, let's totally face it. It's not the coolest thing to be a Christian, right? Like guys, exactly. Like, so you have to, I'm lucky to have Sam Ocho on our team and this guy's like solid rock. I mean, he'll belt it out in the middle of the locker room in front of everybody. Like bring your Bible two o'clock, you know, Bible study, that kind of thing. So, but making sure you have a good relationship with those people to make sure you're in tune to the next time they meet or whatever it is. And that's not always easy. And it's sometimes, ah, all right, I'm coming. Yeah, right. But then you go then you and you're like, and you're thank so God I went. Yeah. This is exactly what I needed. So, so that's interesting. What I heard you just say there was that there's some personal disciplines you mm-hmm. have as best you can, as often as you right. can, to engage with God and his word, to pray and say, God, what, is, what does this mean for me today? What is this right. about? Or trusting these with you putting other people around you right. that will help you do it. You want to I mean, score well like, in the SAT. That's like anything. Yeah, you're going to study, get, with, yeah. Yeah, get a study, study partner. You're going to get a coach. Exactly. You're going to get a whatever. And so in the same way with your relationship with God, if I can get some people around me who can help me actually live the life God created me to live, it's right. going to make a difference. No Whether I like it or not in the moment, I'll be grateful and glad <laughs> right. that I did. Exactly right. Oh, that's huge. I, I, would, I would love to hear, and I'd love for you to share, Mark, for you, I know in this old worn out beat up Bible, <laughs> yeah. is there a is there a verse that has been significant to you or important to you 
yeah. um, throughout your life, one that you'd love to, to share with us? Absolutely. It's in uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, verses mm-hmm. 7 and 8. And um, I think it kind of has spoken to me about perseverance. And um, my dad has always, like I said, he's Christian and he doesn't even know it. Mm. Um, he has always talked about, you know, nobody cares that your dog's sick. Nobody cares that you stubbed your toe. Nobody, you know, and so when people ask him, hey, how's it going, Nick? Best day of my life. Mm. People are like, why? Goes, why not? <laughs> you know, like, or if I were any better, there'd have to be two of me. <laughs> Just stuff like that. Or any better, it'd be against the law. You know, those kind of yeah. like such a dad thing. Yeah, totally and I've things. totally said those before too. And I'm just like, oh, well, you're a dad now. She's so you have a right to say that. Exactly. Yeah, so, right. uh, but yeah, so it, it just reminds me of like keeping that one, keeping perspective and then understanding what you're grounded in, understanding yeah. the people around you that love you, understanding all the blessings you do have and keeping a good perspective. So yeah, it, it says, uh, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes and its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So I just, I mean, it reminds me so much of my dad and my mom, you know, both my parents and how strong they've been for me and that there is heat, there is pressure, not just in the pocket, uh, in interviews, in the locker room, on TV, all these things, in games but it's real life heat yeah. and things that are difficult that hit you and maybe hit me later than a lot of people. Some people grew up and had these things happen right. and they had that perspective right away. Right. Maybe for me it was a little later, right. um, yeah. but it's, it's, so, it's so common among people and we share that. And I just think it's one of those verses that just reminds me of there are years of drought, there is yeah. famine and yeah. not literal famine, like I'm hungry, but right you know, uh, an emotional or a stressful type of famine that's just eating away at me. And uh, I don't know how to deal with it. And then it's just remember where you're at. Remember who raised you. Remember who's watching over this whole thing and from an aerial view. And it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. There is fruit to bear even in tough times. And so I I love, Mark, that even just in everything we've been talking about, that that verse, those verses have such a great, reflection of what we've been talking about, about planting and having roots in your relationship with God and that there are seasons. And it's funny that your life works in seasons, literal literal seasons. And that some seasons, you know, there's water flowing and everything you need, the sun is shining. Abundance. (laughs) Abundance, right? And then there's other seasons where it's really challenging. It's really difficult. It feels like a drought. But when your roots are firmly established in Him, you'll be able to bear fruit in any season because right. you have a different perspective. Exactly You're not right. ruled by the weather, the seasons, the right. changing circumstances. And I think that's a, that's a powerful picture. And I, I love seeing that lived out in your life. How you would say, not a perfect person, but no doubt. this is where I'm at and who I belong to and where my identity is found. And I think you've already seen, and I pray that you continue to see uh, fruit season after season that comes from that. Appreciate so, that. Man, I appreciate this. Before I let you go, I want to ask you probably the most important question. <laughs> okay. This is what it really all comes down to. I mean, this has been incredible and so fun to have you here. The 85 Bears. I mean, this is a really important thing to our city. We celebrate anniversaries yeah. of our Super Bowl That's right. win. We love our Bears. We stick with them no matter what. Okay. 85 Bears, 
favorite player growing up, favorite player, 85 Bears. I was negative one years old, so Don't I tuned into say all that. All right, so as you've looked back and watched all the games. As you've gone back and watched an ESPN classic, what is uh, I mean, you pick out of I that? know McMahon, I know Walter Payton, uh, not personally, obviously, yeah. but uh, had seen them, and Refrigerator Perry. You got to pick the fridge. I mean, that's so cool. That's such a great story. So cool. I remember hearing that, like in Pop Warner football, we had yeah, a big lineman come in and well, he's going to be the refrigerator. You know, he's the fridge. And I was like, who is that? You know, uh, so you watch you some ESPN classic, you know, because I'm a SoCal kid. We didn't have a team like didn't that. Didn't have anything like that. That's true. Yeah. Huh? Right then. Raiders and Rams had pretty much left. Yeah, they're gone. So I was watching so, San so Diego and all refrigerator that. Refrigerator Perry. That's the guy you're going to pick from the 85 Bears. I love it. He's a baller. He's a baller. <laughs> There's pictures of him everywhere in the building. Seriously? And Walter Payton. Walter Payton well, has the Walter Payton. Payton Center. Of course. Yeah. He is just jacked. Yeah. He looks so sweet. I love it. That's awesome. So, well. I'm so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here in Chicago. And I'm really, really thankful for you taking time to sure. kick off our Voices series. And I, I love that, you know, you've been hanging around Soul City and been available for this. Like, I Great really spot. I I appreciate it. that, man. We're really glad you're here. And what I'd love to do is pray for you and pray for us as we wrap out this time. And um, would love to, uh, to do that now. Cool? Great. Awesome. Let's pray together. Uh, God, we thank you for what we've heard here today. Uh, far from perfect person, far from perfect people here. Uh, but God, people who want to know you and want to follow you through every season. And so God, I thank you for Mark's story. I thank you for exactly what it is, the highs and the lows, the knowing of you at a young age, and then now the coming back to you in these last couple of years, God, and having a real relationship with you in the context of the life uh, that you've given him. And so, God, we pray for Mark as he's here in Chicago that this would feel like home for however long you got him here. Pray that we would be kind to him as a city, that we would, God, be uh, supportive of what's, uh, what he is doing for our city. But, God, I also pray for everyone who's watching this right now that they may find themselves in a season where they're wondering, why God or where are you, God? And things may not be up and to the right, but may be really hard and really challenging. And the circumstances come into their life that they weren't expecting. God, I pray that they'd be encouraged by today that you are faithful, that you will walk us through every step of the way and that God, you see the bigger picture that we cannot see and that it's bigger than whatever we can see in this moment. You are bigger than and greater than anything in front of us, that you love us and you'll carry us through. And I thank you for just hearing that in Mark's story. I thank you, God, for how you've done that in my story. And I pray that everyone listening right now would have that same experience and be able to tell that same story of their life with you. So we love you, God. We're grateful for you and uh, just so grateful, God, for the way you write our stories. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.